everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We have another member of the Mixed Baggage cast on today. You all know how much I love that movie. We're talking with Leanne Lapp today. And thank you so much, Leanne, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's great yes. to be here. Yeah. So what we like to do with new guests is we like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little about what inspired you to get into acting. Okay. Um, well, my name is Leanne Lapp. Um, I've wanted to be an actor since I knew that was a job that people could have. Um, <laughs> my parents tell me I wanted to be a waitress when I was four, but <laughs> beyond that, I don't have really any memory of wanting to do anything else. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up in a neighborhood, my hometown, where there was like lots of um, shows being shot. And so all us neighborhood kids would just kind of like run around and watch. And if we were really quiet, we could like, you know, Crafty would let us have like a can of Coca-Cola or something like that. <laughs> and and uh, and I just always wanted to do it. And then, uh, and I've been doing it for like, gosh, I guess, a, I don't know, close to 15 years now. Started wow. doing it when I was a teenager and and haven't stopped yet yeah yeah I read on your IMDb that you'd done a, a bunch of, of local small theater yeah that was kind yeah. of your start yeah well that was kind of what was available to me as a kid I mm -hmm. I had told my mother um I I think I had like heard um on an interview or something um I guess from an actor that I liked that if you wanted to be an actor you had to get an agent and so I mm -hmm. think when I was like eight or nine I told my mother I needed an agent and she was like okay <laughs> sure. sure yeah like she just was <laughs> not into it at all um but what was available to me was like um you know choir like local children's mm -hmm. theater things um and so I basically just um, you know, she was more than happy to let me do that. And so I basically just, um, you know, participated in anything that would allow me to get up on stage in front of people. And then by the time I was like, I think 15 or 16, and I was old enough to facilitate that myself, I started reaching out to agents. And then at that point, my, my parents kind of they were like, okay, you're serious about this. And then, you know, they've been very helpful and supportive since, but they were not interested in me being a child actor. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah, so were you in, did you grow up in Vancouver? I did, yeah, born yeah, in, yeah. I, uh, I grew up in uh, a, uh, like a suburb of greater Vancouver called New Westminster. And mm. um, I uh, was very, like, I don't know. We, I was just, I think like a lot of actors, I was just a total ham as a kid. Like I just loved making people laugh and, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing anything like that. And, um, I was like constantly just constantly performing. Like we used to have this game that we would play as kids called the skit game, where we would split ourselves up into groups and just like come up with small scenes or sketches and then perform them to anyone who was willing and then we would all vote um like American Idol style on like who was the winner and that was the game and I'm literally still doing that now because I yeah. still do sketch and improv and stuff like that yeah. so I just never stopped <laughs> I tell you I grew up in the wrong places I need oh, really like that <laughs> 
that sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, we just yeah. like were relentless. We were like really obnoxious <laughs> children who just, and I also grew up with parents who like, I don't have any family that are like in the industry in any capacity, but uh-huh. all the like adults in our lives were like really they were kind of like really silly outgoing people too Mm -hmm. so they I don't know we just like didn't have we just like weren't raised with the gene to be like insecure or self-aware enough to not do it yeah I love I love particularly musical theater but I'm actually a yeah I'm actually a a theater I'm both a film critic and a theater theater critic and uh, yeah I just went to see Into the Woods last night it was so amazing it's so fun. Where are oh. you? Um, I'm in uh, the Salt Lake area. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay, awesome. yeah, which is a great local theater scene, like thriving. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vancouver actually doesn't have, it's more so in Canada anyways, Toronto and um, yeah. like Alberta even, I'm told, that has a stronger theater scene. Vancouver, mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah. Um, so what are you really, what are you, what you just saw Into the Woods? Is there anything else, anything new that um, has come out that you're really excited about? Ooh. Ooh. Um, well, I would love to go to, I'd love to make a New York trip. I, uh-huh. sometime I will definitely try to figure out a way in the next six months to get out there because right. I really want to see the new New York, New York, the yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, movie I, and movie um, show. And I would really love to see Ben Platt in Parade. I think that would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know there's others, but I can't think of it off the top of my head, but uh, but yeah, there's always some amazing shows to yes. that, are, that are coming out that I would love to see. Uh, and, uh, and like her local, oh, oh, one, I would love to see it just because I saw the, they did the Broadway tryout for the show called Shucked. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which is this comedy, very silly. And, uh, it just started previews in New York, in, in Broadway and, uh, it's getting great reviews. So that makes me very excited for them because I felt like it had a lot of potential, but you just never know with comedies, like whether it'll be embraced or people right. will hate it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like that's definitely the way, like regard, whether it's like with a musical or just like straight theater or television or movies, you, you really never know. Like, yeah. is, is this, is this going to hit the sweet spot? Is it going to be too much? Is it going to be not enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm constantly yeah. asking myself that question. <laughs> yeah, It's such a risk, man. Those people put on those Broadway shows have guts. Yes, I know. They do. <laughs> I just saw, um, last fall, I saw the almost famous, uh, <sighs> musical and I enjoyed it. I could see why it was going to struggle. I saw it in previews oh, and yeah. it did. It only lasted like two months, which is such a bummer. What oh. was the reason that you were like, Hmm. Well, aside from the, aside from the covers, it didn't, none of the new songs really stood out to me. I wasn't leaving the theater, like humming a tune, you know, kind of a thing, which is a big tell to me. And also like the story is a little bit awkward because it's about this teenager who he lies about his age and he goes and follows, you know, this, this band or whatever. And of course it's really charming in the movie, but in the musical, it gets a little weird because you have like him he's only supposed to be i think was he supposed to be 15 six something like that yeah and like so it's a little bit weird some of the stuff that happens in the show they don't know that he's a teenager but anyway so i think that's maybe part of it too that just doesn't translate that well from from uh um from movie to 
to, to stage. Right. But well, I still enjoyed it. I mean, it takes a lot for me to like not enjoy a musical. I, I love musicals. Right. You're the person that wants to get excited about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Cheerleader. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, well, do you remember the first role that you ever, ever got on screen? Um, yes, I do. It was... Well, my first, um, I guess the first time I ever shot anything, I had auditioned to train at this um, acting studio and I was so in over my head. I think I was like, I don't know, I was 16 and I was so overwhelmed that I ended up just like holding back tears, I think for most of the audition because the woman that was like, adjudicating it was just so so intimidating and then she um she what she was shooting um an independent film and she needed like young people to fill out this scene where the characters are at this pool party and so she I she was like yes you can train with us and also do you want to come shoot this thing on Sunday which like now looking back it it wasn't even a real job like nobody paid me anything but at the time it was like yeah yes I do want that um so I did that and that was very fun because that was like my first sort of foray into like meeting I got there and I immediately I met like 20 actors that were like you know, like my age or maybe just a little bit older, all Mm -hmm. doing the thing. I could talk to them about like their experiences, who they were represented by, who they were training with. I hadn't really, I hadn't, that, that was like, it wasn't so much important to me because of the job or the work, but it was important to me in terms of, um, like starting to find a community, which is so important. Mm -hmm. And then the first job that I was paid for was a music video for a Canadian band called Thornley, I believe. And that was very thrilling to me too, because yeah. it was like something that I could show my friends. Mm-hmm. And the director of that music video became like a really good friend of mine. And we've worked together multiple times since. And it's like the longest sort of career relationship I have. So yeah. it was it was I have to be looking at that music video. <laughs> oh yeah, no, please. It's like, it, <laughs> it's very, um, it's very, it's again, it was like, I always love shooting things. I'm similar to um, like mixed baggage. I always love shooting things with a big group of people. It's always so much less fun when it's like a really small cast or just you. Um, yeah because that this music video again I think there was like five of us we were all around the same age and the the concept of the of the video is that it's just five friends running around town doing what friends do on a Friday night or whatever right and uh oh that (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) groundbreaking concept and uh and um we the the director of the video who's his name's Colin Minahan he's like uh-huh. insanely talented um creative who I mean directs and writes feature films now um uh-huh. but that was his intro into uh, you remember directing. the name of the song uh, I have to look it up I would <laughs> 
I, I'm like, where's my mother when I need her? Because she <laughs> has all this information at the top of her head. I'll, I, I'll look it up. I'll find it for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll put it on our social media. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. You say. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Well, you got your start in Hallmark in maybe my favorite Hallmark Christmas movie of all time, really? The Sign Seal Delivered for Christmas. I think that was your first one, right? Uh, yeah, I, you know, it might've been to, if, to be honest with you, I, um, I had never worked on any, like, at the time we just referred to them as Hallmark movies because the, that yeah. was the only like movie of the week making kinda. them. But now I have to remind myself to refer to them as made for TV rom-coms because every network is making them yeah, yeah and streamers now like I, right. I films on Netflix and I'm like this is a Hallmark movie format like um it's it's they've really taken over um but uh I I, I hadn't worked on them at all I had said to my agent in passing everybody's working on these Hallmark movies I want to work on a Hallmark movie and she was like okay and then I think within the span of a year I worked on three or four so I think I had yeah. actually shot something before Sign Seal delivered Christmas but maybe that was what came out first and what I remember about that job was that wait is this the one where I'm in a hospital bed yeah yeah I was gonna say you were in the hospital bed the whole yeah. time <laughs> it was the easiest work I've ever done because I literally like rolled out of bed into my car and then rolled onto another bed and that is where I remained for the entirety of the shoot it was great yeah I mean the makeup department have to make you look like you have cancer yeah or whatever yeah. it was I can't remember I think I'm pregnant am I pregnant no, no you weren't pregnant but you had okay. a daughter that they put That's on the right. pageant for Yes. Okay. I think you have okay, cancer. Yeah. I think. No, people, you know what? The, the postables are going to be like, ah. I know. I haven't <laughs> thought about this. Is This is the first time I've thought about it in like a, what feels like Eon. So I. But it's so good. I absolutely love that movie. I mean, I love Science Hill <laughs> Delivered, uh, yeah. but I think that that. I think that Science of Delivered is the best thing the Hallmark's ever made. And I think really? that that movie is the best of Science Hill Delivered. So oh, it's so interesting to hear your perspective on this because I feel like I I only hear the perspective of of 
people that are involved in making these projects, which mm-hmm. is like, not only is it, is it skewed based on like how enjoyable of the shoot it was, right. but it's also like, I, I really firmly believe that like, it really doesn't matter how you felt about your own work at once you make it, it's out there. It belongs to the audience. It belongs mm-hmm. to the viewer. And so, mm-hmm. and I, obviously I get the opportunity to hear from people um, through like social media and mm-hmm. what, Mm-hmm. seen the film that you know have come out that I've yeah. been in but even, even that's just like a sentence so mm-hmm. it's always interesting to hear someone's like someone else's perspective well the thing about most of these made for tv movie uh movies at Christmas is that they really aren't actually about Christmas no they are about the holidays which is fine yeah. and they're about you know there's basically rom-coms which I I love obviously yeah. um but this sign still delivered for Christmas is actually about Christmas. It's actually about Jesus and about redemption and about forgiveness and about love in, in that kind of sense. And, and they, they're putting on this pageant to help this little girl, to help her to grieve, to help her with her, you know, mother. And, but it's also about Oliver learning to forgive his, his, uh, his parents and his family and, uh, and then forgive his wife for leaving him. Then you also have Shane who doesn't believe who, uh, is starting to, starting to have struggles with her faith a little bit, but it just treats it so well. Like most, most faith-based films are so judgmental and they're so, um, overbearing. And in this case, you have characters that are respected for wherever spot that they're in, wherever they are. And I just love that so much. And I, I love the portrayal uh, of Shane and her um, struggles to, you know, believe and, and, uh, and, you know, put on the pageant and, and of course you've got Rita and Norman and, and uh, her terrible, her terrible cookies. <laughs> so that's super fun. And I just absolutely love it. I think it is beautiful there's this guardian angel who's there to help oliver and so it has sort of it's a wonderful life vibes a a little bit and you see at the end him remembering the christmas tree on the beach that uh that he put on uh that, that helped him when he was younger when he was a child and him just being able to forgive uh, is just beautiful so i think martha williamson she has a gift for writing themes of faith in a like in a beautiful, thoughtful, inspirational way that doesn't feel judgmental or heavy handed. And that's just a gift that you don't see that that much these days. Right. Like having that finesse where it's like the the broadest swath of viewers are going to be able to like find some kind of personal meaning in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's so fascinating that's yeah so, you should watch it again it's so I, good as you're saying this I'm like like even as you were uh, talking about the writer I was like oh my gosh I have to look her up as soon as yeah like, she did touch by an angel series that's right yeah she's so good and uh, so anyway I love it and uh, and you were in that same year in high sculpture Christmas so that must yeah. be the one other one you were thinking of because I love that too yeah that, that one, one's super fun um um that one was <laughs> so much fun to shoot um we shot that in the summertime and I I you feel... have problems with all the ice sculptures in the summertime oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no we definitely did um some of the ice sculptures weren't obviously like actual ice but some of them had to be like there's no you know there's yeah. no cheap plastic for ice um 
but I had the thing I remember most about that one is um, there's another actor in that um, that project named um, Brenda Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's the chef. Yes, she yeah. was so. I mean, I'm I'm kind of the you know, I guess the villain if there is a villain in these movies. Um, yeah. But, uh, or the the antagonist, I guess. Um, but in the she kind of. I guess she's my boss in the film and she really Mm -hmm. became like she was my mentor in the film she really kind of became my mentor while we were shooting as well and I had during the shooting of that film I had um what like one of probably the most important auditions like of my career up to Mm -hmm. that date and it was for a role that I had shot um like a a tiny tiny snippet of in the finale episode of the first season of it's a show called Mm iZombie and they had sent me a message um being like we're thinking of bringing this character back for the second season and but we need to know whether or not we need to recast it so we need to re-audition you and I was like okay oh my gosh like I felt I felt like very overwhelmed and you sort of protect yourself as an actor from I guess getting your hopes up or wanting something too Mm -hmm. much sometimes because that's how you you know maintain your sanity and serenity but yeah um this felt like that was completely out the window and the character she another villain like she is sort of like a femme fatale she's there to really stir the pot Mm -hmm. and I remember um I hadn't really played any characters like that at all up to that point. And I remember looking at Brenda and just being like, how do I do this? And she just took me by the hand (laughs) and like it, and. Because you played the wrong, wrong woman in a couple of these Hallmark movies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because that's like, I mean, that would be fun. Oh, it's super fun. It's I any opportunity not so much with ice sculpture Christmas that was just more so she was just you know a woman that maybe needed to you know do some journaling and have some go to some (laughs) therapy but um but I uh, uh, occasionally when you play the the other um you know the woman that wasn't meant to be in the relationship there's like an opportunity for some um comedy to come out of it Mm -hmm. and that's what I love the most yeah. I shot one a couple years ago called it was like the first thing I shot after everything opened up um in 2020 after the shutdown at the onset of the pandemic mm-hmm. and yeah a vineyard romance romance oh yeah called. and I saw that but it's well it was just some I similarly like I play the girl who the guy is with initially and she's like kind of flighty and a little bit self-involved and like mm-hmm. very unaware of how she's coming off and she has this assistant that she's just sort of constantly abusing and like keep belittling and um the director of that Lucy Guest was oh, like okay. was like um make it as funny as you want to like just go off the rails and so yeah there's obvious a lot of the times when you're playing um or when you're auditioning for the girl of the film you kind you kind of have to think about I don't know maybe having a little bit more nuance in what you're doing but when you're playing these side characters 
I guess there's a little bit more opportunity for hilarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. And then perfect bride, which is a fa- you know, fan pa- favorite. A lot of people love that. Uh, you had your wedding dress stolen. <laughs> yes. I, okay. I'm like blanking right now. You were like the one. sister. Oh yeah. With Pascal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I was like, I was just like scanning. Talk about an other woman, but it wasn't you that time. It was the other. Oh, I know. Well, that's, um, Anna, she plays, she plays yes. like a great other, yeah, um, woman yeah like she's I don't know she's really good at that um that was a really fun role those I uh Pascal Hutton is obviously like first and foremost um just like a really cool awesome woman to shoot anything with like we we got along right away and um she very quickly was like within like we we said hi to each other I got on set we like shot our first scene together we were on our first break and she was like okay so what's the deal talk to me tell me about your life and was like very (laughs) um so it was like a fast friendship um yeah and uh gotta get you in Hope Valley one of these days no I feel like I'm the (laughs) only one in the greater Vancouver area who's not been in Hope Valley um but yeah she and then um yeah, every everybody involved with making those was really great. And that was a really fun shoot for me as well because it just felt like um I can't even remember my character's name, but it just <laughs> you felt just like, the sister that got yeah, her wedding dress stolen. Yeah, it just felt like one of those things where it was like, oh, I can literally just be myself and Pascal <laughs> can just be herself and we can just chat and then someone will film it. And I yeah. don't know. It was very easy. <laughs> And very fun, except the working out. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh I no. <laughs> the second one, the second one, especially there was uh-huh. like a ton of like fitness. Wait, am I <laughs> the right film? Yeah, yeah. No, no. She was okay. a fitness instructor. Yes. This, so yeah. I that was something where I was like, you can't complain, obviously, too much, <laughs> but but at least I guess you get to go to work in like yoga pants. Yeah, but you know, that's not like, that's not really something that you're grateful for when somebody's filming you from head to toe. Like, there's no part of you that's just like, bat me in spandex, the most unflattering thing. And then film me from like every egregious angle you can think of. And like, and then, and we're shooting this workout routine and we'll be doing it all day. Yeah. Like all day. I remember there was one scene that we did where we're like, it's the couples are working out together and we shot it like under a tent because it was just dumping rain that day and they insisted on doing it outside and we're we're like passing I guess a medicine ball it's called back and forth and then like you know like squatting or lunging Uh passing it to the other person and we literally shot that all day like I it was like at least 10 hours of squatting and by the end of the day you're like I need to be wheelchaired out of here and it's not because like there's anything wrong yeah. with me it's just because human beings are yeah. like this, this is just not possible. <laughs> you're like I'm not an Olympian <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that's funny I never really thought about that but yeah that would be that would be rough <laughs> yeah take me back to sign seal delivered Christmas Put me back <laughs> in the hospital bed well, let's talk about mixed baggage. This yes. is so exciting. So was this your first number one on the call sheet? Your first lead? For for a made for TV rom-com. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I I had sort of, I felt so lucky because I I mean you kind of you spoke to this a little bit earlier about 
with regards to Christmas movies. They're like Christmas movies, but they're not really about Christmas. I had sort of thought that for my first lead in a made-for-TV rom-com, I sort of thought that maybe I would have to like take something that nobody else wanted to like get uh-huh. my foot in the door. So I was preparing for something like really ridiculous, like, you know, dog mm-hmm. sitting ice sculpture. Oh, I know. Thanksgiving and like maybe it's also Easter four like that that was my that and I was just kind of like wrapping my head around that and then when this um when this came down the pipes so to speak I read the audition sides they it was one of the scenes where Evie and um Jake are in the airplane together and Uh it was the you don't believe in happy ending scene oh and uh and I was like, oh, this is a really nice little audition scene. Like, this is great. Uh-huh. And then um, when they offered me the job and I read the full script, I was like, this may, might be one of the best ones I've ever read. And I think this has the potential, not only do I feel so lucky that they're letting me do it, but I think this maybe has the potential to be really good. Yeah. So I was going to ask that about, so did you self-tape auditions for it? Okay. And, uh, and you, so you got a feeling when you read the script, you felt like this is special. This is something that's really good. Cause it really is one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, I've seen hundreds of you say that. I'm so happy to hear you say that. It like makes, it just like warms my heart so (laughs) much. Um, they don't, they don't actually at most jobs, I would say, they don't give you the script when they're um, auditioning you and yeah. they just give you your scene and, and certainly all of these kinds of films like um, uh, made for TV movies. You're never going to get a full script. And mm-hmm. but, you know, it's OK because you got I'm, enough to get a feeling you have enough. And like as an actor and I'm sure like for yourself and anybody who's like watching at home as a fan, if you enjoy the films, you have an, enough of an understanding of the structure to put the pieces together yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you kind of just need to know what cog in the machine you are like what mm-hmm. what role am I playing here and then you can kind of figure out what your storyline is going to be um so I just received the sides I had like just gotten off of a plane um flying from Vancouver to LA and I was mm-hmm. at my friend's house and yeah I know isn't that mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it that is um kind of serendipitous but <laughs> I uh I just gotten off a plane from Vancouver to LA I just got to a friend's place um and who's also an actor who also does a ton of these films. Um, her name's Lainey McCauley. Um, she helped, I was like, oh, I have this tape and like, I could do it tomorrow, but I kind of just like want to get it done today. I felt like it was something that I could do. And because she does so many made for TV rom-coms, she's the best person to tape with because she's so tuned in to what we were talking about with the mm-hmm. musicals and the comedy, exactly the level that I think they're looking to see. And so she helped me, which I was very grateful for. And then it wasn't until I booked the job that I read the script. I was like immediately drawn to the fact that there were three different storylines. Um, one for my own enjoyment in filming it and two for, I think the viewer's enjoyment. I'm These TV rom-coms, what they've been able to become over the course of the last decade, they've broadened so much the structure 
has gotten mm-hmm. so much more elaborate. I think as as networks start to realize that, at least when I started shooting them, I got the feeling based on what was being made that they were being made for a very, very specific target audience. And I would speak to people, um, you know, that I knew or that I would that I would run into, and and the and the more I the more I shot them and the more I spoke to people, I was like every everyone I speak to is telling me that they watch and enjoy these films. And as the networks, I think, started to realize we're making these for everybody, the the story structure, the plot lines, the characters. Um, started to get way more elaborate and now you know we're at where we're at today where you you can you have three leads essentially of this Mm -hmm. film right you have Mm -hmm. three or sorry not three leads like three three couples three six leads I guess yeah three couples that you you sort of care about equally and and the writers and the people that are making the films are trusting that the audience is game for that and like Mm -hmm. wants it so we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast who doesn't love a second chance? New this March from best-selling author Melody Carlson is Second Time Around, a sweet story that Publisher Weekly calls perfect for fans of clean romance. When empty nester Mallory Farrell inherits a rundown tourist shop, she never expects to rediscover her love for the funky coastal Oregon town or her now-widowed teenage crush. With his help, she may just be able to renovate the shabby shop and her lackluster love life. Buy second time around today at bakerbookhouse.com to get 30% off and free U.S. shipping. That's bakerbookhouse.com. Look, I think you can really tell that this is a first-time writer uh, because it just has an energy that, in a perspective that you don't typically see. It's it's not a, like formula film in the sense that no. which is I'm fine with I love formula films but there's just something there was something really special about this and and the fact that I I felt invested in all three and that all three felt fleshed out all three relationships is very impressive in the time that they had yeah I would agree for like an hour and 20 minutes or whatever it is um to have all the storylines just get a nice little bow tied around mm-hmm. them is very satisfying. Ali Calamari, she, yeah, yeah. She, I felt so lucky to be working with her material, um, especially yeah. my first, my first, you know. I got a chance to interview. We hunted her down. We found oh, her. Okay, great. Yes, and she is amazing. I absolutely love talking with her. I can't wait to see what she does going forward because <gasps> uh, she is, she's just great and uh and you were it was interesting role playing evie because you were the only one i think to interact with all of the five other leads yeah yeah i think yeah i I think i did i i know i remember feeling like happy about that just in terms of i mean i guess jake barely had a scene with michael just like a very little little one yeah Mm -hmm. but uh, everybody else uh had their individual plots but you had to you had to have kind of chemistry and a friendship with everybody yeah well it was easy it was so (laughs) um it really was I um first of all there's something about shooting a movie in the summertime we shot it in July and August there's Uh something about shooting in the in the summertime that really feels like adult summer camp uh-huh. because you are you're just this group of people you come together maybe some of you know each other but for you know all intents and purposes you don't know anybody and then you spend every day every waking moment together for three to four weeks 
And then by the end of it, you're like, these people are all my best friends. I never want to leave them. And you have to leave them. And it's yeah. a little traumatic, but it, it very much is like adult summer camp. And, um, they, I, because Evie interacts and has relationships mm-hmm. with every, every character, um, it fell and and we di- we didn't shoot it all um like sequentially in order but um it was like the first week we shot was in um Barbara's hair and makeup trailer with Shaughnessy and Shannon and the second week was at JOR studio um with Faith and Alex and then you know the third week was plane stuff airport stuff miscellaneous filler um and but they said Shaughnessy and Shannon said they uh-huh. shot the sandwich scene, at least that's what I call it, the sandwich scene. They said they shot, that was the last thing they shot together, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I know, I think that's really nice. I It felt really, um, it felt really um, like we shot, I think their days were like the first four days of the shoot. And then I felt really bad and it felt weird to so early be like, okay, bye. Um, <laughs> but then I can't, I can't remember if Shannon did, she, she may have, and I just wasn't there, but um Shaughnessy actually ended up like coming back around our last week just to like I don't know see the airplane set and Mm -hmm. and just like chat with everybody and that's always like that happens so rarely and it's always a a good sign of like good connections and relationships made and that people like really enjoyed their time on Mm -hmm. set when they go you know take time Mm -hmm. out of their days to do that and I think it really the film is so joyful and I, and I think, I think some of that, the joy we all had in, in making mm-hmm. it comes through because the thing that yeah. like you have to think about with these films is we had a little bit more time with ours, maybe, I don't know, just because there was so much to cover, but the majority of these films get made in 12 days. We yeah, had, I think, 17. Um, they get made so fast. And so even if you are, um, even if everybody you're working with is lovely, the the amount and I'm not talking about the actors and who obviously we get totally spoiled and taken care of but everybody else involved with making the film is just so much is being asked of them um in such a short amount of time and if and it's stressful right like it's like it's like a daunting task to ask these people that have husbands and wives and children and family members and lives and friends to take on Mm -hmm. and so when when something like that happens where like somebody comes back just to hang or like it's a Saturday and we all have the weekend off but like we're all on a patio like having (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like a drink and a nappy together that's that feels pretty special given you know the task that we all have Mm -hmm. yeah I bet I bet yeah so uh, let's talk about your relationship with Jake uh, in the movie. So I really loved the fact that they kept that relationship very innocent and sweet. A little yeah. love at first sight kind of thing. There really wasn't any, uh, an, any attempt to kind of be cynical or question it or whatever. And even like the sort of the cranky Michael by the end, he's into it and he's excited and he's yeah. up with Ted. <laughs> yeah. I liked that too. I, um, I, and it's something that I thought a lot about while we were filming. And it was really interesting to hear you talk about it in the episode that you do about the film. <laughs> um, it was really interesting to hear you talk about it because 
as an as an actor, I was you're so used to watching and reading these films and going and and the main girl is like, I've been lost in love before and I just don't know if I can trust again. Yeah. Um, which is which is like fine, but um and you know, relatable. <laughs> but yeah. um but I uh, when I was reading the script, I was going like, what is the thing that Evie is up against here? Like, what is the con- inner conflict that she's having? In the case of this film, it's just literally the bag and yeah. the, and the you know getting lost and missing each other on, on the planes. But I, it's interesting to hear you speak about, and I and I agree with you. Now, after like reflecting on it, there is something so joyful and celebratory and wonderful about somebody that's just like, I met this great guy and I have no idea what the future holds, but I'm just going to default to feeling like it's going to work out. And then yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Like, it feels like, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, and it never felt either like our, we had a great director on this Farhad man um, who is like just an angel to work with and such a like, I don't know. We were so lucky yeah. to have him because he, again, the time constraints and budget constraints that these um, kinds of projects are often asked to get made under, it can be difficult to be mm-hmm, creative sure. and not yeah. just tick the boxes. And he was like, I don't know, he really made, he, he, he worked to make the whole thing feel like this fantastic creative endeavor the whole time, which I was so grateful for, so mm-hmm. much more fulfilling for us as the actors. Yeah, well, that's what Shannon said that they he would do like these long takes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which I love. That's awesome. Yeah, I gotta talk to him. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's so he's so wonderful. I'm, um, I met him very briefly, and I I like wasn't, um, I met him like in a fitting that I a wardrobe fitting, and he we had like literally five minutes, and he was like so excited to work with you. Here's what we're gonna do. This and that. He was like describing different shots, and I was just like, it felt like even though I had already had the job. Not and not because he was making me feel uncomfortable, but just the nature of of that scenario. I felt like I was almost kind of like in a little bit of like job interview um, status, where I was like, "Yeah, I can do it. I promise." And then I went to speak to a friend of mine who's also an actor, and she, who's the director? Oh, this uh, Farhan. She was like, "Farhan, man, he's the best." Um, and so she, I, I had a. Uh, a vote of confidence on him from her and uh-huh. he really loved up to it he was fantastic yeah. sorry I'm a, I got off on a tangent here I can't even remember what we no were. no so was it fun shooting a movie on a like a fake movie on a uh a, shooting a, was it fun shooting a movie on a on a fake movie set yes yes yeah. there are a few <laughs> things that like tickle me more than just like when these films get kind of meta um yeah. because I just feel like um like I want more of that. I want more TV rom-coms where they're making a TV rom-com. Yeah. And then I want to go even one level deeper. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know how. They'd have to make sure that the the actual craft services for the movie was better than the fake craft services for the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because we that was that was kind of a problem we would have is people would like walk up and start eating the <laughs> um this the set. I did that a couple times and some people go, no, 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 because obviously it's a huge continuity problem yeah. if you're shooting something and then in a different, in a different setup, half of the right. watermelon is gone or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, uh, 
that <laughs> that was a problem we had and I just loved like something that felt so I don't know unique mm -hmm. and special to me but also like it totally fit into the world and it didn't feel like arbitrary or like it stuck out at all I loved how I loved that the film that the characters are shooting is Cyrano and you get all these hey, that's true fantastic like I don't know what you would refer like Shakespearean like Edwardian Renaissance yeah. costumes like all these true. background performers in those outfits and the sets and that just like I don't know I'm the yeah. I'm the type of girl who really likes like I love Jane Austen novels and yeah. movies and um well, it worked into the script too, because you were able yeah. to talk about the like happy endings. Do you yeah. believe in happy endings? Did you change Cyrano? Stuff like that. So it worked. Yeah, no, it works out really well. Bravo, mm -hmm. Allie. <laughs> yeah, she rocked it. Sure. Well, so when you first meet Olivia, you think that she might be Jake's fiance. Yes. And but you're still you she's so charming. How could you not love her? She's so great. And but you you're like you buy the bowl from her because you're yeah. like, I really like this person, so I'm gonna yeah. support her. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all those friendships, like it felt believable to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like we just we I, it was believable because we just it like wasn't much of a stretch. We all mm -hmm. got along so well. And I'm talking like every we would you know we're shooting like I don't know 14 to 16 hour days yeah. let's say that's kind of the average and sometimes when you get that hour for lunch like oftentimes it's like I need to be I need to isolate myself a little bit so that I can like prep for the back half of the day and wind down and like maybe have a nap sometimes if you're really tired but I'm I'm talking every lunch we would all there was like this beautiful grassy field outside of the set for JOR studio. And we would all just grab our lunch and like sit in a big circle and just chill out together and talk about, you know, what we were auditioning for, what we were shooting next. And Faith is just like the most gorgeous, like yeah. beautiful, like stunning, stunning woman with a personality to match. Yeah. I, I, hadn't, I loved her um, so much. She's great. I hadn't, um, worked with her before she's I think from San Francisco she had told me and she's married to someone that lives in Vancouver so that's um okay she's doing movies in Vancouver but um yeah she was yeah. she was great mm -hmm. and yeah. everybody was Spencer too Spencer was like the easiest the easiest well, person ever to pretend to yeah you know well you two had such good chemistry I mean was there anything that you did at all to like build that chemistry because it um, needed to be like a, an instant spark for this yes, part to work yeah, that's true because there's really not like much build up like it's not as though the Jake character is like as as in a lot of these films he's not like oh this like the the friend from back home that I never saw that way and now I'm seeing like there's yeah no yeah yeah there and then there's immediately um we got really lucky in that I'd never met him before. We had a mutual friend who had kind of connected us once he found out we were both shooting this thing. Mm -hmm. And then um, very quickly, we just realized that we just jive really well together. Like we both have kind of the same sense of humor um, and we're just constantly like, you have to figure out a way to entertain yourself in between setups because like I would say at least 70% of being an actor is sitting around and waiting to act truly yeah. <laughs> um that they don't tell you that um yeah. but that's 
cafeteria. And so you have to figure out a way to entertain yourselves. And um, we were just like, even when we were, um, I felt so bad for all the background performers on the on the plane, like all the other passengers on the plane, because um, we would, we would, uh, we shot all those scenes kind of together. And then when, and so when it would get to a part where like, Jake is laughing at the story that Evie's telling about she wanted to sing in the talent show and then she froze and she made a fool of herself in front of the guy she liked. And like in between those takes, we would just be telling each other stories, like actual stories from our own lives to like make the other one laugh and, or like just ridiculous voices. And I'm, I'm sure that all those actors on the plane just thought we were we had lost our minds, but it was, it was just like whatever we could do to like, um, stay in connection yeah. to, to simulate the, the feeling that they're having, whether it's like a heartwarming moment or a mm -hmm. funny moment or a moment where the other one is thrown off. Um, and he was just yeah. the most fantastic acting partner. So easy to like, simulate that relationship yeah because there's like this shy kind of nerdy side of him yeah. that's yeah. very endearing and and I just love when he says that uh how do you tell somebody you just met that you can't stop <laughs> thinking about that that's it's such, a, such good a good I was I when I I just um watched the film with my a friend of mine and uh when I I was familiar with that line obviously because I read the script but when Spencer said that I just looked at I was watching and I just looked over my friend and I was like oh my gosh like it's just it's such a great little sound bite yeah, yeah. Um, and he is I mean like he's yeah he's a yeah well person. how do you as as a human feel about grand gestures what do you think um it depends like uh how how do I feel about them with in terms of like, yeah, like if, I want them or not yeah <laughs> um I'm I'm more of a like a faith uh or what's her or olivia kind of a gal where i would not like to be proposed to in a restaurant yeah um not because i feel like i mean to each their own um, right but for for myself personally i feel like i spontaneous sort of like private moments are the things yeah. that i find to be truly special and i think not even in just in something to do with like a grand gesture in a relationship but you know how there's that oh there's always that thing where it's like you can't plan the perfect night with your friends yeah Sometimes you look back and you're like wow that was just like we just had the most fun time ever and it was yeah. and it was just like a friday well that's what i kind of like about this because his end grand gesture ends up still being like very intimate and small because he just they happen to be on the same flight yes. I know. I yeah. love that. Holding that hands like, across the aisle. Adorable. But, and that's what I'm talking about. Like I, to me, the, the little, like the moment where, um, he, I guess I can't remember what it is stands up. And then I look from across from like piles yeah. up and I see him and I just react to him that moment. And then the moment where I take his hand, those when he, he calls you well. his girlfriend. He says, could you move seats with me so I can sit next to my yeah. girlfriend? And you're and like, I'm oh. like uh, yeah, I know Th those things are the things that like, um, for myself really stand out and are really special and don't get me wrong. I, any reason to celebrate anything I yeah. want to do. I just think yeah. that I would just always rather default to that because it's mm -hmm. more fun, yeah. but the moments that 
I remember from in, in my own life from you know relationships past or moments with friends or loved ones any relationship it doesn't have to be a romantic one right in, as well as moments in scripts that I read or shows that I shoot it's always the little things mm-hmm. the things that you weren't even sure you wouldn't even have thought that they would hit you that really like pull tug on your heartstrings. That's yeah. that's what does it for me. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. And I like the fact that it's not just complete, like clean sailing for them. Like they have the engagement party date, which is sort of awkward and weird and doesn't really go great, but you still feel like, okay, this still has potential. I'm still going for this. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that too. It feels true. Yeah. It doesn't, there's not like, there's not like some, like a massive bit of plot that prevents Mm -hmm. them from um, getting together right away. It's just um, life. Yeah. Just like an awkward first date that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also like, um, I, yeah, yeah. It it wasn't anything major. It wasn't like one of the characters turned out to be like, not who they, you know, Mm -hmm. appeared to be or anything. It just, and I think, I don't know, I always like that in films, even in films where it's like a heightened state of reality, like a heightened mm-hmm. sense of, you know, yeah. idealism or what have you. I, I I do like that where it's like, that's okay. That doesn't have to mean that he's not the one. Right. Like, it's okay for two, for one person to just, you know, be having a day and, right. <laughs> or, you know, like that, that's fine. And that doesn't, that's not, not romantic or... Like, uh, yeah, I really, yeah. Yeah. Well, so then the second date at the uh, art show, uh, I, I love it. It's so good. And then when they have the, the kiss under the umbrella. Yes. Now Allie was saying she couldn't remember if she'd written it in the rain. It was not. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask. (laughs) I I remember very well. Um, See, I can totally understand why, um, she would question because it seems so perfect mm-hmm. the way it is but this was so we were having like a record breaking summer in terms of how hot it was in Vancouver it was boiling um and I and I was feeling so bad for all the background performers in the Cierno outfits because they were just in literal like layers and layers of like velvet and these thick fabrics just sweltering. And I mean, you can see it in the film, like I am, we're all warm. Um, And then the one day that we have this like beautiful exterior shot uncovered 
fairy lights, water fountains, the big, the, the big kiss, it just dumps rain. <laughs> and it was, it was so difficult to, it was such a difficult sort of condition to shoot in because we weren't prepared for it. We were prepared for like maybe a little bit of rain in the forecast, but not the amount we got. And I was like, I was choked because um, my hair, <laughs> it sounds kind of like shallow and trite, but I was like, I'm going to look like a wet, like rat in this thing. And it's like the big scene. <laughs> it's like the big scene. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like, just melting. Um, but the way, and of course we did just both get soaking wet. Um, and like, I'm, I'm sure sound in post, like the sound of my, those clogs I'm wearing, like in, in the puddles was just ridiculous. I was, I was under like six inches of water. Yeah. Um, and that's that part of the kit where I kiss him and then I'm like, okay, I have to go. And then I, I love that. Walk so in the room. I know, isn't it so special and precious? But I was like, every time we shot them, I was like, it is a roll of the dice, whether or not I can make it back to him on my <laughs> Because I am, I was literally just like, like I was wading through six inches of water, but <laughs> it ended up, and I, I don't know, there, we, there was, I remember we were like, it was a, it was a day of shooting where tensions were running high because we all knew that it was an important scene, obviously, and everything was just going wrong. And as a result, um, we shot that every setup we shot two takes we couldn't do anything else um and when we finished that scene we were all kind of like oh, I hope that worked I think it yeah. maybe didn't and I yeah. hope it did but we um watching it back I it feels so special that it's raining because mm -hmm. it just feels like but watching them huddle under that umbrella, there's like this forced sort of immediate familiarity and closeness that comes with that. Mm -hmm. that well, just... there's so many classic rom-coms that end with yeah. kisses in the rain too. So yeah. you mean, whether it's Breakfast at Tiffany's or The Notebook or, you know, I don't know, so many different yeah. ones. Yeah. No, so it's like, it's a very, it's, it's just sort of this like quintessential romantic thing. And um, like, even now I, I look back on it with fond memories just because, I mean, it's just like a special story. We were all ready to do this thing and then something happened that just wrecked the whole thing. And then what mm -hmm. actually ended up, and I say that for people listening, I'm sorry, sometimes I'm miming air quotes there. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, uh, and then to have it, you know, I think it was probably almost like, I think it benefited from the fact maybe that we could only do that we had to shoot it so quick because maybe yeah. there was like a level of spontaneity there that wouldn't have come through had mm -hmm. we done it over and over and over again. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, th I think it did provide like an energy uh, to yes. the scene that you, you wouldn't have had otherwise. I agree. There's something that I don't know if you get this. I certainly do in real life, but when there's like in my life, when I've like sensed that, I don't know if something major is gonna happen like with or or whether it's that moment where you're just about to kiss the person that you're like you really are, feel is really special for the first time 
I there's there's almost it's almost like you've had too much coffee or something like yeah. <laughs> there's these jitters like there's almost this like have you ever had that thing yeah, where it's like the excited? endorphins coming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm shivering I'm not even cold like that kind of thing <laughs> and and the the right shooting in that rain really like there was something about that you're right the energy the pacing that just like got me right there so it really was like you know a pretty special gift even if we did not realize it at the time yeah it was so good I mean I I loved all three relationships and I think the proposal for Olivia and Raymond is absolutely amazing I love the sandwich scene for uh, Michael and Barbara and then yeah the kiss under the umbrella especially when she comes back for the second for Evie and Jake it's just I love that. I'm so glad that you love the film. Like, like I say, this, I mean, this is who these films are made for, right? Like I, Mm -hmm. and when, and when people, when people who are like fans and, and know so much about these kinds of films really respond to them, it just feels so special. And I think that like, I don't know, one of the things that Sorry, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it if I didn't love it. I just say it wasn't for me. Uh, you know, that, right. that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, there's so many of them. They don't all have to be for sure. you, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, congratulations. Thank you. You just did a great job and it's so exciting for your first lead to be it. Just, I know I'm thrilled. Um, yeah. thank you so much. And thanks for your interest in the film. And well, I do have to, before we wrap this up, I have to, um, apologize in true Canadian fashion for the amount of (laughs) I can't why so my best friend's husband is American and I knew that this would be a problem word because as a Canadian actor you you immediately go through all the words that you say differently than Americans but for some reason they don't talk about the word bag (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they talk about, you know, mom, sorry about yeah. tomorrow, progress, um, um, all, all these kinds of words, but uh, that one never gets brought up. And I had this voice note of my best friend's husband going, bag, bag, not bag, bag. And he was just like yelling it to me. And I would, I would listen to it over and over before we were shooting. And then when the trailer for the film came out, I say I have one good bag and then I can, and then there's this, the second time I say it, I go, just, he must have switched the bag from the plane. And I was watching the trailer and I just went, <laughs> like, I was so upset with myself. So um, my deepest, deepest <laughs> to all American viewers for my, for my horrible Canadian um, pronunciation of bag, which is spelled <laughs> A and not an E, my deepest, deepest apologies. It was so funny. We we got a kick out of that. I'm so glad. If nothing else, it was just an, another level of entertainment. <laughs> yes. Head in hands. Well, thank you so much for coming You're on so talk welcome. with us. Really appreciate it. This was a, a blast. We'll definitely have to have you back and hopefully you're in lots of really awesome movies coming forward. So we'll look forward to it. Thank you so much for talking. <laughs> um, and yeah. So do you have social media or anything you want to share? I do. Yeah. I've got, um, uh, Twitter and Instagram, both the same, um, just my name at Leanne Lapp. Um, and, uh, yeah. Great. Great.
We'd like to thank Leanne for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with her. I had a great time. Let us know what you think about all the things we talked about in the comments or on Twitter. Love to hear your thoughts. And please follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. I would really appreciate that. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, uh, which is so much fun. You get a chance to be part of watch alongs and we have a really fun one planned for April with Ryan and fish. So definitely if you're interested, check that out. We would really appreciate it. We also have the merch store. We got lots of fun designs. So take a look at that and thanks again to Leanne. We'll talk to you later. Bye.